Hey everybody, welcome and welcome back to Gay Side Stories with Trillificent. It's all LGBTQA all the time around here. This week I have a very special guest. I believe my first lesbian guest. I think so. Scheduling is, is a bitch, so it is what it is. But I have Liz with me. Say hello. Hey y'all, what's up? Thank you so much for joining me. I know we've had this in the works for a little while. Well, we work it out. We work it out. So let's get into some of these segments. First up, the school and life segment. So my school and life for this week is I've been catching up on Ratchet TV. Uh, that includes Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, Black Ink Crew Chicago. And in relation to that, you guys can catch me on the latest episode of the Ratchet Ramblings podcast with Candace and Jeremy, who you've heard on this show I believe the uh, the title of the current episode is Theater. <laughs> and we had fun. Uh, Sexy Lexi was also on the show. You've heard her on this show as well. And we just had a good time because that recording, it was kind of light. And so we didn't have much to discuss. But look out for something else in the future. And when Ratchet TV comes back, we'll have a lot to say. Hopefully they'll have me back. Um, the trailer for Real Housewives of Atlanta came out. I'm excited about that. I'm late. I have not really been watching it. Um, I caught the tail end of the last season all the way up to the season finale and then the reunion. The reunion was what got me. I was like, I have to tune in next season to see what happens. I'm glad Phaedra's not back. Phaedra can go to hell. And Nene is back. Kim Zosiak is back. So it should be good. But anyway, that's been my school in life. That's kind of what got me through the week, catching up on some of the episodes of the shows that I missed. And what about you? Well, to be honest with you, nothing but prayer because... That is a okay. <laughs> this week was a rough week for me. In terms of me doing what I thought was right and seeking closure, quote unquote, and forgiving people that didn't deserve to be forgiven. So the only thing that has gotten me through the week is prayer. But I'm good. You know, it's a new week and um, it's going to be all right. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. So originally I didn't have anything for the come quick segment, but I'm going to piggyback a little bit on what you just said and we can dive a little bit deeper into it. I want to talk a little bit about the difference between closure as far as getting closure and getting or getting to the point where you accept something or someone and being able to move on. Now, this is something that I have been having ongoing conversations with my therapist about. Because whenever someone would say you have to forgive people for you immediately, I would be like, fuck the entirety of that from the back. I'm not I don't need to forgive (laughs) anybody for me. Right. I'm the kind of person where I feel like forgiveness has to be earned because you have to be apologetic for what you've done. You have to know that you've done something wrong and be apologetic for for forgiveness to be bestowed. And he tried to explain it to me. And I was like, that don't make no sense to me, sir. I'm sorry. 
I said, for me, it's more it's more acceptance. When I get to the point where I have I've accepted what has happened, I've accepted that a person has done something to me. I've accepted that they are not taking responsibility for whatever the case may be. I accept it. I'm able to let it go and move on. But that doesn't mean that I forgive you because I feel like forgiveness needs to be asked for and it needs to be earned. I agree. But also, you know, people say that, um, like you said, forgiveness is not for the other person, it's for you. But I feel like, well, I used to feel like if I'm forgiving you, that means I'm excusing whatever you did and I'm saying that it's okay. So that's where I have a hard time, you know, forgiving people because I feel like you're just getting over on me. Which is probably not the case, and it's probably I'm probably you know looking at it in the wrong light, but that's just how I feel about it. So I mean, I struggle with forgiveness, and I'm still struggling with it because now I'm questioning myself as to whether I even forgive the person, or was I just doing it just because I'm told that it's the right thing to do? Right, well, and so that's why I say I make that clear distinction between forgiving and accepting because if i accept what's happened it doesn't mean that i'm excusing like let's say someone has done me wrong by in some way shape form or fashion and i get to a point where i say you know what i accept what happened i can't change it and this there's no real resolution that's going to come from this i accept it i move on i don't think about it i don't carry that burden with me anymore but that doesn't mean that you're getting over on me. It doesn't mean that I forgive you because, and I could be wrong, you know, uh, no, you know what? I'm going to take that back. This is what works for me. And it's that if I have to give out forgiveness, that means that you need to be asking for, you need to want it and you need to be seeking it. Right. For me, forgiveness for me so that I can let things go. That that's not what I do because forgiveness to me has a different connotation. Because that is a that's an act. It's not just a word that you throw out and say, okay, I'm I'm letting go because I forgive you. Fuck that. If you do me wrong and you want my forgiveness, you need to work for it. Just like I would expect if I do someone wrong that I have to ask for that forgiveness. I have to admit my wrongdoing and go to them and say, Hey, I know I fucked up. Please forgive me. Let's work on this. Let's try to figure out what we can do to move past it. It's not just a, well, Oh, well. And the other person's like, well, I forgive you because for me. Right. Exactly. It don't, that it just sounds stupid, but that's just me. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I think that's a little bit rooted in, religion and that's not my jam if that's your jam and that's how you get down more power to you i'm not saying that it's wrong i'm saying that it does not work for me and for anybody listening to this an alternative is you don't necessarily have to forgive for you if it doesn't feel right like don't try to force yourself to do something that you don't understand or that you don't think is right and that's exactly what i think i did like i forced myself to do it and now today i regret doing it so obviously if I'm regretting it, then that means it wasn't sincere. Right. So now you have to work on getting to a point where you can accept and move on. And I think another thing to that's important to throw into the mix is, and I see a lot of people who say, I forgive for me. I don't forgive for the other person say this. And it's a good thing to say is that forgiveness does not automatically mean a pass to the transgressor. 
And it doesn't mean that you have to continue to allow them in your space or rebuild that bridge, whatever the case may be. And I think people who do something wrong, they automatically assume if someone forgives me, that means things are going to go back to the way they were. Right, like we back cool. Nah. Yeah. Don't, <laughs> you know, people take that for granted. It's right. uh, forgiveness is a powerful tool, but I think everyone needs to do that mental evaluation and that emotional evaluation and find out what does forgiveness mean to me. And when I say I forgive someone, what does that mean to me? Instead of just going on blanket statements that people tell you because it sounds good, it rolls off the tongue well. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Definitely some emotional work there to do, but I think you got it. Yeah. I mean, I'm it seems all- like, you know, and you know what they say. No one is half the battle. G.I. Joe. Right. Yeah, it's going to be all right. Yeah. It's take some time so- to let you know. Yeah. So there's a lot going on and there's a lot that we could probably talk about in this segment. But I, you know, maybe some other time (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot going on with Trump and and Kaepernick and players taking knee. There's a lot going on, but maybe we'll cover that some other time. Yeah, it's a lot and it's heavy. And yeah, it's definitely heavy, heavy. Yeah. Heavy, heavy. <laughs> so let's move into the main topic. Okay. I found an article on BuzzFeed. You guys know I love my BuzzFeed articles because sometimes they're good, but most of the time they are shitty mess. But I thought this one, uh, mm, this one kind of told the line. The name of the article is 18 types of people who make queer people say, oh, boy. <laughs> So I only picked a few out of the 18 because 18 is a lot and we don't have all damn day. So let's get into a few of these. And I think at the end, I added my own that I didn't really see. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that as well. So the first one that I picked says the quote unquote ally who needs to tone it down ASAP. For example, a straight girl who meets a gay guy and Basically goes full Tamar Braxton is like, yes, cunt, honey, slay, bitch, blah, 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 blah. All of that. That doesn't make me say, oh, boy, that makes me say get a life. Right. And probably something else that's rude. Right. But I don't know how you call yourself an ally just because you adopt gay lingo or whatever lingo that you're adopting. And can we just say this whole battle that is going on behind the scenes of gay men y'all don't have a black woman deep down within you and black women you don't have a gay man deep deep can we just like everyone steals a little i won't say steal everyone adopts a little bit of what they hear from uh, from other people this whole thing of well gay people are emulating black women or black women it's, enough yeah i don't even pay attention to stuff like that i just i can't I don't have time. <laughs> I just see that a lot and it just confuses me on how people think that it's so black and white. And I think part of it is it seems like we're in this phase of online culture where there needs to be some kind of receipt and we have to find where did this come from and who's the source because the source is who needs to be getting the praise for it. And to be honest, a lot of these terms that come out, 
we would never really know who is the source, whether it was a black woman, whether it was a gay man, whatever the case may be. And honestly, who cares? Yeah, really. I mean, why does it matter? Why does it matter? And I think it's, but I do think it's important to to kind of let that whole thing. And I see a lot of white gays do this. Or I'm a I'm a fierce black woman deep down with no, no. Let's not do that. I've never heard. Well, that oh, really I've seen it. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen them say it. I've heard them say it. Crazy. I've seen them put it on shirts. White gays do a lot. They wow. they do a lot. But yeah, I definitely agree with that. Tone it down. Um, we don't speak a whole different language where you need to adopt or change how you speak when you're addressing a gay man right. in this specific example. But other examples I can think of are maybe if it's a, a woman that's a little more masculine and she's around some men, then they start with a bunch of dude bro speak. That is unnecessary. Just speak to her like a normal person. Right. Um, but I'm sure there's tons of examples. Those are two off at the top of my head. Uh, so next up, it's the relative who's constantly making it awkward. For example, those relatives that know you're gay or know you're whatever, and they're constantly asking you, when you going to make some babies? Or, you know, before gay marriage passed, it was when you're going to get married. And it's like, right. You don't want to be rude, but it's like, Aunt Tessa, you know, I suck dick. So you what are we like, talking and about? And I right? still, 36 <laughs> years old, and I still get these questions. I done had a whole hysterectomy and people still asking me when I'm half kids just because they want me to be with a man so bad. And it's like, bruh, come on. Yeah. And that's strange to me. I don't know why people want to saddle everybody down with kids. Kids are a blessing. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, not everybody wants kids. Exactly. It's just not. It's just it was never something I wanted. Never. Me. And that's okay. But people make it seem so weird and strange if yeah. there's a woman who doesn't want children. You know, and it's so funny that you mentioned that because I was talking to a friend of mine and we were talking about some of the archaic views that men and women have. And I find it very interesting whenever there's a woman who says something like that. Well, they come across another woman who doesn't want kids and the woman is weird or something has to be wrong with her. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Why would something be wrong with her? Because she doesn't want kids. Like, kids are great. Kids are amazing. Like I said before, they're blessings. But kids are not the end all be all to life. There are tons of people who live perfectly fulfilled lives without having kids. Right. And I had somebody tell me that, too. Like, I'll regret not having kids when I get older. I'll regret it. Well, then let me regret it. This is my life, not yours. <laughs> like, that's okay. I'll be all right. Right. I'll be all right. And, you know, let, let me not, because that could get disrespectful real quick. <laughs> but I will say, definitely don't let relatives make you feel awkward in in situations. It really, to me, I say in any situation, if you... I know sometimes it can be difficult, especially depending on who the relative is. But there comes a time where you have to stand up and say, you know what, we're we're related, we're family. And I think you feel like you could say whatever you want to me because we're related. So I'm going to do the same in return. Right. And nip that shit in the bud or just <laughs> and let it be known. Like, look, you can talk to me like a regular person or we don't have to speak at all. 
Exactly. And it really, I will lose no sleep, I promise. None. None. Now, I'm not saying (laughs) that at Thanksgiving dinner, you go and you cuss your mima out because she asked you about having kids. That is not what I'm saying. Oh, no. But you can definitely tug Meemaw by the elbow at some point and be like, look, Meemaw, you continuing to ask me this every year is not going to change the answer. So let's let's do each other a favor. Let's have a piece of of sweet potato pie and remember the good old days. Right. And get off this because this is not going to do anything but make me mad. That's it. Make me mad. Yeah, that's really <laughs> you know, and then if a year comes around when I don't come around for Christmas, you're gonna be wondering why. When I'm getting exactly exactly what you need right now to let you know that I don't want that, and I'm sure you don't either. Right. Sometimes relatives they have to hear that. They don't have the self awareness to do that check of what they're saying before it comes out of their mouth. Sometimes you have to stand up and say, Look, Uncle Bobby. Shut your ass up. How about that? And all it takes is that one time, and I bet you you'll never hear it again. Oh, yeah. Usually, that's all it takes. All it takes. But, like I said, I advocate doing it in the most respectful way possible. <laughs> Gotta put now, a disclaimer out there. Exactly. Now, if you have... But I will say this. If you have a relative that is several circles of disrespectful to you, all bets are off, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. And family, I feel like you can fight family. Yeah. Obviously, if you're a man, don't be trying to fight a woman in your family. Get a cousin or somebody that's on your team. Right. But if Uncle Bobby is real slick at the mouth, I don't see nothing wrong with squaring up. Nah, at all. Get a pot to the face, something, you know, just so no. Well, maybe not the pie. I mean, because after you scrap, you're probably going to want something sweet. Well, you know, it should be more than one pot, though, especially if it's Thanksgiving. So This is true. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just thinking if someone made the pie and then you threw it at someone, then now they're going to want to fight you because all their hard labor went into somebody's face. It depends on what kind of pie it is, though, too. Well, I mean, I I would think that there aren't pies there that people don't like. Well, I don't eat sweet potato pie. Oh. Okay, I see what you're saying. You know, so I don't really. <laughs> so you gonna be the one to be like, let me pick the pie I don't like, exactly. so I can bust this fool in the face with right. it. Right, so you know. Mm. But you know, it is all pies. Well, not you know what? Let me not even say that. Tell that lie because all pie is not equal. No, in my they are not. Definitely not. And I've had my black card revoked plenty of times. I just don't like sweet potato pie at all. So. There's nothing wrong with that. More for me. There you go. <laughs> Next up on the list, white all gays matter gays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I've come across any white gay like that in my personal life. I don't think I have, but I know exactly what this is. This is one of those when you're saying something about black lesbians or black trans people or black queer people and they're like but it's all of us no we don't all have the same experience a lot of times a lot of us on the colored end of the spectrum are being held down by y'all right 
because at the end of the day, you may be gay, lesbian, whatever, but you're still white. So you still have a privilege that we don't. Exactly. And I find it interesting how many white queer people don't understand that. They don't get it. It's it's a, well, we're all minorities. Well, yes, we're all minorities, but there are, there are still different intersections and there's still a hierarchy. And they know that. They just don't want to admit it. That's all. You know what? That's fair. And more than likely true. Yeah. I mean, come on. It reminds me of this video, or maybe it's a gift that I saw, and there's this white guy telling this Asian girl, you wouldn't understand. You're not a minority like me. And the Asian girl was like, I'm not a minority. She pointed to her face like, are you stupid? Wow. I've never seen that one. I've seen that gift, but I don't know what, what video that's from. But I was like, that's such a typical white gay thing to do. Enter disclaimer here. Y'all know what the disclaimer is. I don't need to say it for any uh, of my white gay listeners. It's not to offend, but y'all know that a lot of times some of your brethren and sister, they need to tighten it the fuck up. So next up says that one. Yeah, right. Comedian who is like LGBTQ, LMNOP, alphabet soup, blah, 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 blah. Now, I think most people are guilty of this and it's just because it it's gotten to the point where it's hard to keep up with all of the letters it just seems like they're adding letters adding letters like i saw one thing where they were saying a is for ally and i'm thinking why does ally need to be in that that doesn't even make sense (laughs) and i think a lot of people in the community they do it too for that exact reason it's hard to keep up with all these letters and it seems like letters pop up and there's no explanation as to what they mean sometimes. Right. And I want to be quite honest when I don't know some of these, I Google it and some of these explanations they have two different letters for, and it's the same thing just with different words. And I think to myself, y'all do know that you can, you don't need a whole different word to say the same thing just because you worded it differently. I know this is the English language and we do that a lot, unfortunately, but this is an acronym. We don't need you don't need to do that. One acronym can can have that dual meaning, which is not really a dual meaning. I mean, I remember when it was only four letters. Now, I, I don't even know. I, I lost count. Right. I don't. And <laughs> I've heard different things of what the Q means. I thought the Q meant queer. Me too. But I've heard that the Q is for questioning I've heard that the something else that the Q is for, and I'm just thinking to myself, this is a lot. I feel like if you're questioning, you still would fall under one of the other acronyms because it would depend on what it is that you're questioning. Right. Question. Yeah, that, okay. Yeah. And if you're questioning your sexuality as, as a whole because you don't know or you don't understand what it is that you're you're thinking or feeling... Again, I don't, you know, I'm not here to police the acronym. I keep it at LGBTQA. And for me, the the Q means queer and the A is for asexual. I don't <laughs> And know. I keep it at that. But that's just me. Not trying to offend, but I like, I don't know. Agreed. 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 But at the same time, it's still awkward as hell when you have someone to do that. Like I get it. Some people LGBTQAAA, blah, 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 blah. But then when it's 
when it's obnoxious and it's like, hey, let me know, P. I'm all right. I mean, ah, ah, ah. You know, it's it's Sesame Street, and it's like, okay, shut the fuck up. Exactly. Doing too much. With the least, less than the least. All right. Next up, it says that new acquaintance who thinks it's a compliment to tell you that you pass for straight. Oh, I've had one of those in the workplace, actually. Yeah. I think the example was, no, that's a different example on here. But uh, the example they had was like, there's so much to address here, but until we have time to go through it all, just keep that thought private you don't need to tell a person who's in the community that they pass for straight because most of the time we don't give a shit we're not trying to pass for straight that's That's not meaning just basically that unless you tell someone they would not know that you're whatever you identify as Uh, but i don't even know why that's something to seek and why that's a prize yeah and i definitely don't like am i Am I getting a publisher's clearinghouse check for passing for straight? I, explain to me why this is something that you would need to tell me. I mean, is it? I mean, are we supposed to write on our foreheads that we are not straight? I don't know. I don't know. I, who knows? But that's that's not a compliment. Don't go up to a gay man and just because he may not be as effeminate of a gay man as you're used to, don't go to him and be like, "Oh my God, I never would have known." Right. Or you. I never would have thought that that does absolutely nothing. And I've had people do that. Now, granted, they were friends. And so it was a it was a conversation. But an acquaintance like some basically someone I don't fucking know. I don't I don't need your validation, bro, because I think that that's kind of a form of validation. A person coming to you saying, oh, you passed for straight as if to say you're the kind of queer person that's okay because you're not too different. You know what I mean? Right. You can't tell that you're not straight. So but good. We don't need that validation. Leave us alone. Please. Leave people alone. That probably is the running theme of this whole. Just leave people alone. Keep your thoughts to yourself and leave people the fuck alone. <laughs> so next up, it says the coworker who's like dating would be so much easier if I was a lesbian. See. <laughs> Or I guess gay, you know, gay men think, oh, it would be so much easier to get laid if I was gay, which uh, there may be some truth into that. But why do you need to tell a queer person that again? What am what are we supposed to take from that? Because dating is not any easier, despite what y'all think. Listen. It's a shitty ass mess, just like with you heterosexual people trying to date. It's a shitty mess. It's not more. Depending on your intersection and various factors. Yes. It could be more of a mess. And I see a lot of people on Twitter. They say that a lot of women and it just turns me off. They're like, Oh, I wish I was a lesbian. It would be so much easier. And I would be with somebody by now and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, bro. You know, and that's funny to me because in the same breath or in the same veining, those are the same people who know and make the jokes about lesbians always fighting and stuff like that. And I'm thinking to myself, so if you know the truth, then why are you saying this? Because you know that dating is not any easier. You know that it's passionate and it's not going to be any different. It's just a different type of person than what you're used to. I mean, everybody ain't shit. I mean, that's just really what it boils down to. 
can we talk about it or can we talk about it? But I feel like I feel like heterosexual people automatically assume that just because you're dealing with the same gender, that means you know what the other person is thinking and what the other person is wanting because y'all are the same gender. And so it must be easier by default. And that's so, not how that works. At all. That's not how any of this works. It is so false. <laughs> at all. It's just, no. I'm here to tell you that is not true. And that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So it says next, the relative who always makes sure to use the word choice when talking about your quote unquote lifestyle. Now, a couple of thoughts here. I think I've talked about this on the show before. I do not like the word lifestyle when you're talking about queer people, because to me, a lifestyle is something that you choose. You choose to have an active lifestyle. You choose to have a vegan lifestyle. You are making a conscious choice that I'm going to do certain things in my life. And that is that is the lifestyle that I'm adopting. I feel like it's almost underhand. It's an underhanded way of saying, I mean, but it's in the sentence, your choice about your lifestyle. And that's just their way of saying you choosing to be gay. And yeah, yeah. we don't we don't need no, that. I, I, I just don't. That most that most people in the church, honestly, they think it's a choice. You chose this. So at any given moment, you can choose not to be gay. That's what they think. Mm-hmm. Which is always funny to me because you see how much gay people go through. And I'm still confused as to why anybody would think that we would choose this we would choose to risk uh, being ostracized from family and from friends we would choose to potentially be beat up and all kinds of different things having to fight for regular ass rights shit fight to be able to just to get married why would we choose this i'm trying to figure out i've said this before i don't know where that cosmic scantron is i don't remember Anybody sliding it in front of me and saying, now, bubbly in, which one you want? Right. Because this is, a listen, it's already bad enough being queer because if it feels like you have to come out. And I've seen this recently, but it feels like you have to come out constantly because it's like whenever you meet somebody new, you have to make sure that they know what's up. You got to come out to your family. You got to come out to friends. But you know and, what? I've actually had somebody tell me, and they will remain nameless, but they told me that they did choose to be gay. They told me that. It was a choice for them. They told me they just woke up one morning and was like, you know what? I'm going to fuck with women. And they've been fucking with women ever since, but it's a choice that they made. So, I mean, I don't know. That's, That's what somebody told me. Sure, Jan. She, <laughs> what she told me, and she was dead ass serious about it. You know, yeah, I did choose this. I'm like, okay, well, that's good for you. Me, on the other hand, I've sure. known that I've liked women since I was eight, and I know that sounds crazy, but I knew. But for you to tell me at the age of thirty something that nah, I chose this. 
that was just something I decided I wanted to try and I liked it. So I've just been doing it ever since. And I'm looking at you like, okay, well, kudos. I mean, you want a cookie? What? But that's <laughs> not how it went with me. Yeah, that's that's not how this works, beloved. I mean, that's <laughs> but, you know, if that's your version of your truth that you're walking in, more power to you. I mean, I'm here to say that that's absolutely not how this works. If you woke up one day and chose to start dating women or having sex with women, that means you already had feelings towards women. But you know what? I'm not here to police your life. I mean, you sound foolish, but that's your decision to make on whether or not you're going to sound foolish and you've made seemingly a poor decision. But more power to you. Um, but yeah, I absolutely hate the use of the word lifestyle when it comes to, to when you're talking about queer people, because it's not a fucking lifestyle. It's not like, oh, OK, well, let me choose some things for my life. I'm going to choose to be active. I'm going to choose to eat healthy and I'm going to choose to suck dick. That's not how this works. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's, it's not. That's not how it works. Oh, my goodness. Stop calling it a fucking lifestyle. Stop trying to other us just because we love differently. Like, shut up. Leave people alone. Again, dumb. leave people alone. You sound... <laughs> Drink some water, please. Right. Drink some water and mind your business. <laughs> All right. Next up, it says, the person who wants you to know that they think it's a damn shame that you're not straight. Oh, God. How many men... <sighs> talk about it Uh, talk about it i'm curious about this (laughs) i'm just saying it's like damn for real you don't like men you don't know what you're missing i could show you some things and i'm like okay dude whatever whatever you say and usually don't be the little bitty ass no like bro (laughs) but anyway it's just a mess (laughs) yeah yeah um i feel like i've had this said to me maybe in like in an offhand way a couple of times in my life where a woman has been like oh you know it's too bad you're not straight you you probably would be married by now with children and i'm like first of all don't put that evil on me ricky bobby right who said i wanted that (laughs) who said i wanted that i mean i was okay with what you were saying at first but then you said the c word and mm, (laughs) that's the quickest way for me to disengage right come on but I'm still trying to figure out. I don't understand why people think that this is some kind of compliment. Again, it's everything is going back to you're different, but you would get some kind of incentive if you were straight. Right. Pass as straight. So here's, you know, here's a here's a certificate of completion. Yeah. It's too bad that you're not straight. But it's almost like as if to say, but here's a here's an opening and the starting lineup, if you want it, right? It's like, what do I get if I? So if I was straight, what what is the prize, please? What am I getting? Tell me that. What is what is this greatness that straight people have that queer people don't that we need to strive for? It. I would love to know. Nothing. You're getting the same Be- damn headache. You're getting the way. <laughs> so. you beat me to it because i'm thinking to myself i'm thinking from what i see it ain't all shits and giggles over there in hetero world y'all be going through it every day of the week you can't y'all can't even watch insecure without fighting going fucking nuts so explain to me what's so great in hetero world 
that we need to be striving for because from what I can tell, it's a hot flaming mess over here, just like it's a hot flaming mess over exactly over there. So none I think we're good. Like I'm please, I'm not missing a damn thing that I can see. From what I can tell. Shit. And my friends are telling me the same shit. You ain't missing nothing over here. Niggas ain't shit. Well, bitches ain't either. So where do we go from you? <laughs> My bitches ain't shit. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <laughs> All right. So like I told you guys, there were 18 things, but I only handpicked a few. But I actually added one to the end that I felt was very important. And that is people who go out of their way to make queer fe- queer people feel uncomfortable or unsafe in public spaces. There are tons of videos of things like this men trying to intimidate uh, maybe a feminine man or women talking crazy to a lesbian or picking on trans people things of that nature those are the kind of people who need to be swallowed up by the earth because i would say probably 10 times out of 10 Queer people are not doing anything but minding their business and trying to live their lives. And for you to go out of your way to try to make a public space uncomfortable or unsafe, attacking them, maybe or anything like that. Yeah, you you just need to be off the planet. However, we can make that happen. We need to make it happen. Definitely no space for people who go out of their way to make queer people feel uncomfortable in any space, but definitely in public spaces. Right. And it's like, who are you? Who are you to do that? Who are, who are you to do that? Because if the shoe was on the other foot, you would be upset and you would feel like you're being persecuted, but you're doing the same thing to people. I don't, but it's, it's funny to me how people can't put themselves in that position when they're doing things of that nature. I don't know where this divine right to harass people comes from within other people, but I wish that shit would die. It won't. Especially when it comes to queer people. I mean, but this goes across the board. This can go for race. This can go for nationality or ethnicity. Like There's so many different examples of people just going out of their way to be shitbags. Oh, and it's definitely gotten worse now that the Cheeto... That's people over, you know, but we ain't gonna get into that. But I'm just saying, you know, people oh, no. really think they have the right to act the fucking fool because they got the Cheeto on their side. So they, it ain't going nowhere. And he makes it very clear where he stands. Right. So that is that's not going anywhere. His trick ass. <laughs> so we are going to take a quick break. And then we will come back and wrap things up with Liz with the Queer Query. Hey guys, this part of the show will feature an interview that I had the pleasure of doing with an up-and-coming writer and filmmaker where we'll be talking about his short film, Life Event. I have a very special guest. I have Rob with me, filmmaker, writer. What else do you do? Oh, Liv. Be black. I knew you were going to say that. I <laughs> knew you were going to say that. 
I was waiting for it. Whatever makes money in this economy. No, I'm kidding. Can we talk about it? All right. Where where are the coins? They need to be present. Well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. So you have a project that you did about what two yes, years ago? About two years ago now. Um, I did. A sh- so tell us a little bit more about okay. Life Event. I did a short film called Life Event, and um, I actually mm-hmm. had the honor of having it featured on Issa Rae's YouTube channel under her uh, short fi- hashtag Short Film Sundays. Um, she featured mm-hmm. a bunch of short films by a group of independent, you know, black creators. And it was my first short film, but it really just kind of took off. Um, as I mentioned, I've worked with Issa before in other capacities, but you know, when I made this short film, I just sent it to her like, Hey, look what I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was like, Oh, this is dope. I'm going to put this on my channel. And it just really got such a great response. And I was also honored because it was one of the first things that she featured that had LGBTQIA content. So that Mm -hmm. was really dope that we were kind of first to get into that space. Uh, And she was the vehicle for that and just going back to she really does support and a lot of the young black creatives are making sure that they're reaching back supporting encouraging mentoring and you know like you said you need receipts and she has them and so life event was featured and we just had a really great experience so far with how this short is being received and my favorite part has been the comments I know you're not supposed to read your comments on the internet but I have been can be a black I mean yes I think my favorite one was somebody commented recently uh, they were going to look up they said did anybody else go and look up the main character's Facebook page to stalk them (laughs) oh god but that made me feel like you know what did my job (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah so did he and so you know it was really cool to be able to tell a space i mean, tell a story in a space like that that really kind of just being in good company really just benefits you because you're getting the privilege of being around other people who are active and doing things and you're among a group of creators where people are actively searching for you know new exciting content and I love the fact that if you go to Issa Rae's channel you'll see my short which is about two gay black men just living life mm-hmm. ultimately mm-hmm. <laughs> right so tell us a little bit about what it's actually about. Uh, Life Event is about the main character. His name is Murph. And Murph is turning 30. I don't know if anybody out there remembers when they turned 30. But it's trash. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I feel like 30 for me, I remember when I was about to reach that age, people kept telling me, oh, you know, when you're 30, you stop giving a fuck what people think, and you just do what you want to do, and you know who you are. And 
I was like, all right, know who I yeah. am. <laughs> okay, you beat me to it. I was about to say, by the time I turned 30, I had stopped giving a fuck years ago before that. So when I turned 30, I was like, I mean, is You're this right. it? But it also was kind of trash because I wasn't in a good yeah. space you know, yeah. mentally at the time. We'll so see. 30 sucked. I'll have to do a, I a have re- to have a redo re- at re- some point. Um, but mm-hmm. for me, like, I really wanted to embody that sense of, you know, you hit 30, I feel like you have kind of that midlife crisis. Like, oh my God, like you said, like, what's next? What am I doing? And I really wanted to show through this character that, you know, 30s is the beginning. And it really brings, I feel, a different awareness about not Absolutely. not only how you feel about yourself, but how much you care what other people think about you, which is ultimately zero because you care about yourself mm-hmm. at that point more. Right. And ultimately, it's about you know having that life event. It's that moment of realization where you're like, "Oh shit, I need to take care of me." Like, I'm uh, time mm-hmm. is going quickly and. 30s is kind of that point where you're like, okay, I'm not 20 anymore. I don't feel like I'm an old-ass person yet, but I probably need to start paying attention to those 401k emails I get. <laughs> Absolutely. Speak on it. And so that was really what I wanted to show. And so he's having his birthday. He's turning 30. Things are changing. He comes home. He realizes, you know, I'm still in the same terrible, fucked up situation that doesn't benefit me. And I I matter. I'm more important in this mm-hmm. equation. And he really just stops everything. Is like, yo, it's, we're done here. <laughs> Get the fuck out. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. Not you, but it's you too. So peace. <laughs> Absolutely, That's basically how it plays out. Yeah, and I love it. I love seeing anything like that. It's almost like a live action reenactment of a letter from the yes. where they actually take the advice of just leave them or just tell them to yes. leave. And that's literally what yeah. it was. But the the thing about it, because I watched the short. Thank you. And. Of course, I watched it and I loved it for obvious reason that I just said. <laughs> but it's also because it really put me in the mindset, uh, or it reminded me rather, of Issa's situation mm-hmm. with Lawrence to a to Absolutely. an extent. There's a cutoff point where clearly the tracks go different directions, and Issa's her ass right. is off the tracks. So. I will put the link to the short in the yes. show notes, you guys. And obviously, I'll tweet it from the show's Twitter page and from my own personal Twitter page and on Facebook. So, you guys will yes. definitely get the link. Check yes. out the short support Rob and, and the his soundtrack. project. Shout there, out. There's, oh, there's a sound. You know what? I saw that. I didn't see yeah, it before, but I saw that on, today. The soundtrack for Life Event is on all digital music retailers, Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere. And it features all original music. And it's really yes. short. It's four or five songs. But I think you'll like it. It's a good companion piece to the short. And I really appreciate the people that have 
even stop to be like, what song is this? And, you know, leave comments about those mm -hmm. things. That's a very important piece of it to me because it's one of the other things I do. I'm a music supervisor, and so I chose all that music and yes. collected it and then put it out to for everybody else to listen to as well. So go check that out. Yeah, so we'll have the links to all. Well, I'll just put a description of where you can go find it because obviously and it's soundtrack. multiple places. The link so to the soundtrack is in the, is in the description on the YouTube uh, link as well. Oh, yeah. well, there you go. So you guys will be able to see everything. Uh, go watch this. Watch it multiple times. It's only like, yeah, what, seven about. minutes? You have seven minutes while you're sitting on the Please. toilet. Pull up YouTube watch get your life you might even have a Hello. a revelation Hello. about your own that's life what about. that's what it's about <laughs> absolutely or it could be a walk down memory lane when you finally ha. had the strength yes. to tell somebody Hello. ain't no Hello. feeling like being free <laughs> <laughs> so that wraps up my interview with r michael thomas now let's get back to the show with Liz. All right, so we are back, and I have a couple of questions. You guys know I usually like to wrap up a show with my guests with some queries so you can learn a little bit more about them and how they think. So I got four questions for you, Liz. Okay. First up, what is your love language? Words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, or physical touch? I would have to say physical touch. Come on, touch my body. No. <laughs> yeah, more than anything. Yeah, physical touch is it for me. Okay. Um, I think for... Huh. I don't know if my love language falls here. Maybe it falls within one of these five because I feel like my love language is communication. But I don't know where that would fall. Is that under words of affirmation or is it under quality time? Maybe quality time. But I feel like I struggle with communication with people so often that that is definitely a well. Let me not lie and say that's a weight of my heart because that path is closed. Okay. It's Where's under construction. It? And it's that kind of construction that goes on for like 20 years and you don't understand why it's never finished. But that's what that is. I would say communication. And wherever that falls, you guys tweet me and let me know where that falls. Next up, what song is a good depiction of your life currently? Hmm. I would have to say... I hate you so much right now by Khalees. Shit. <laughs> okay, why? Why? I'm so curious why. Because that is a strong statement. Just because of going back to what we were talking about with the whole forgiveness thing and the person that I tried to forgive, okay. I just don't like them right now. All right, and now you in full fuck you bitch mode? Absolutely. Okay, fair enough. Um, I think mine would be don't hurt yourself. Okay. And that's just because y'all know y'all have heard me talk about it. My boss be trying my nerves sometimes. And sometimes I just want to look at her and say, don't hurt yourself. Sometimes I want to have a I want to print it out on like a piece of cardboard and just hold it up so she can read it from across the room. <laughs> this is your final warning. Email. That's all. 
Right. <laughs> Let me put that as my email signature. Right, exactly. <laughs> They'll know. Put it in bold, you know, put some right. colors on there. You know. Come on, put it in color. Exactly. Yeah. Can you tell me the status of XYZ? Reply, don't hurt yourself. Exactly. See, it works. <laughs> that is the status, ho. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, you're in charge of choosing Charlie's news, uh, Charlie's new angels. Who do you pick? Oh, my goodness. Okay. You know, we might have to work together on this one. Yeah, because I don't know. I really don't. Yeah. Hmm. (sighs) Uh, I think I would choose uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Okay. I just feel like we need a dark-skinned angel. We deserve. Okay. I think Rihanna. Rihanna. She got to be in there somewhere. Okay. Um, Maybe. Okay. So who's the third angel? Ooh, and who's Charlie? Charlie. Charlie. Charlie, well, in this case, Charlie, it, well, if you had to pick Beyonce as the third, then Charlie would definitely be LeBron James. <laughs> Girl. Okay, you tried that. <laughs> <laughs> you tried that. I wasn't even going to go Beyonce as the third angel. I'm just saying if you did. Then that that would be your Charlie. That's all. Uh, no. <laughs> I think the third angel would be maybe. Hmm, we need somebody with like uh, a little bit of a comedic talent. So we have who do we have? We have Lupita. We have Rihanna. Then I okay. So if that's the case, then I would pick. Tiffany Haddish, if that's how you say her name, Haddish, Haddish, the chick. Haddish, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We'll differ on that one because I think I would say Regina Hall. Really? Yeah. You know, I, just to put that out, just to put this out here real quick, I saw Girls Trip and I get what everyone's saying about Tiffany Haddish, Breakout, da, 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 da. But for me, I felt like Regina Hall was more of the breakout. I guess because you don't get to see her in a leading role that way Mm -hmm. and to see how she handled herself and what she brought to the character and to the screen. I latched on to her more than I did Tiffany Haddish's character. I mean, she made me laugh. Don't get me wrong. That's that's crazy. But I don't know. It's because I'm thinking more of a subtle comedic. Oh, got you. Okay. Not a, you. not so overt. Over the damn top. Yeah, because she, right. is, she is over the top. Because, um, so- you know, you still want your Charlie. Not that she couldn't be classy, but, I, you know, just knowing what we know, I feel like Regina Hall would be more of a classy funny yeah, versus. Uh, okay. Okay. You know, the villain comes and then Tiffany Haddish goes and busts a bottle of champagne open and yeah. is trying to cut him with the <laughs> jagged edges. Now that would be funny. It would. We could add her as an audition. Okay. And that would be her that could be her audition. That would be funny in a movie. And I think Charlie, hmm, who would be Charlie? Maybe Idris Elba. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Or or nah, I was going to say uh Kofi would. No, nah. no cuz this would be just voice. So I'm thinking, who has a good voice? Yeah, then Idris. I would go with Yeah, let's go with that. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. 
Okay, so Charlie's Angels is gonna be black. Y'all just gonna have to deal. Exactly. And Charlie Black too. <laughs> we deserve. We deserve. All right. Last question. What does the world need less of? The world needs less. I would say the world needs less judgmental people. I agree. Absolutely. Mm, My answer, the world needs less of anybody with the last name Trump. Oh, that too. I like that answer better. <laughs> we just need less. Can we just can we have none? Please. I'm sorry for anyone who's not affiliated with this last name is Trump. Go to the courthouse and get that shit changed. ASAP. But we definitely need less of that whole clan. Not even just the one. The whole clan. All of the Kardashians too. Let me just throw that in honorable. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> No, yeah, no, that's fair. So that is going to wrap up this episode of Gay Side Stories. Liz, again, thank you so much for joining me. Why don't you tell people where they can find you? Well, as you all should know, you can find me on Twitter at Reckless26, and that's Reckless, L-I-S-S, 26. And Snapchat at Liskins26. And um, yeah, so check me out. Cool, cool, thank you for cool. having me. I have fun. All right. You are a friend of the show. Hopefully you will come back sometime so we can chop it up again. Absolutely. Anytime. And for all of the listeners, you guys remember, you can go to GaySideStories.com. That is the hub for more information about the show, about the guests, links to whatever it is that you're trying to find. You can email me at GaySideStories at gmail.com if you want to send me some questions or some commentary you guys follow and interact with me trillificent on twitter uh snapchat and instagram and the show is gay side stories on twitter facebook and instagram subscribe wherever you get your podcasts if you have not already we're on apple Podcasts. we're on soundcloud we're on google play music acast tune in all of those good things If you have an opportunity and you like the show and you like what I'm doing, please go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star rating and or review. Make sure that you are sharing the show with other people. That is how I get the word out. That's how I get more listeners and make this a bigger thing than it already is. I'm still a small independent podcast, but... I still want to try to reach as many ears as I possibly can. So please, you guys do me a favor and share the show, share the links on your social media pages. Check out the Sounds of the Stories playlist that's over on SoundCloud and check out the pod panel of which I am one sixth. That show is under the John Effect podcast umbrella on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Thank you all so, so much for listening And as always, remember that thou shalt protect thy walls, and we are out. Later.